0: The mm-hmm. cat Welcome to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is haunting your doll. I'm Alex. A show like this deals with horror
2: elements, and everyone's pretty chill about it the entire time. <laughs> I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete, and you are listening to Riverdale After Dark. We are talking about Chapter
3: sixty-three, Holy hereditary, shit. so AKA much, aka the episode. Where everything changes. Uh, everything yes. happens in this episode. They just cram so much stuff.
2: 45 yeah. minutes where every minute everything changes. Yes. <laughs>
0: well, okay. So I, I did want to talk about that because I think like that's very typical Riverdale, right? Yes, yes, yes. Where every scene is like, well, this is it. We're putting everything on the table. Yeah. This season, I feel like, has four Riverdale been pretty even, like it's yeah. It's been relatively balanced Chill, up until this point. Well, even up until the last five minutes of this episode, where they're basically like, uh, "Whoop, throwing
2: everything
1: up <laughs> in the air." Yeah. And here we go, everything uh, you do uh,
2: was uh, wrong.
0: Sorry, here we go. Did you have the
2: same feeling when you were watching it? Yeah. um Well, I think it's interesting because every storyline has been has had all four care all four of our main characters sort of separate. Yeah. I think that everything feels very balanced and everything is being, moving forward slowly uh, for each of them. So I think, it, to your point, it does feel very even. And then in this episode, I feel like they have a, uh, a magic eight ball in the writer's room where they're like, whoosh, And it was like, dude jumps out the window, came <laughs> up. And it was like, all right, I well, guess we're doing that. Um, yeah. And that's exciting. Like, no, you I never know what's like going to happen. They
3: just have a bunch of characters written on like a dice. And they're like, oh, we got to find a way to put Chick back in here. Oh uh, well, no, I mean, listen. We're all very
0: excited about Chick returning. We'll get back to that no, in a second. We are not yeah. all. I'm very excited. excited about I mean, that was right. one of the things. There's a lot of negative things happened at the end of the episode, but yeah. Chick coming back to save Riverdale is a very Fuck cool you. part of the show. Fuck you. The, let's you know, get into the recap before we get too deep into
3: this fucking bullshit. Because there's
0: lots of stuff going on. Uh, we did mention about the haunted doll. So let's talk about Cheryl and Tony's storyline first. Cheryl yeah. is keeping <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, haunted corpse of her brother. No, the the, whole, the corpse isn't haunted. It's just rotting. Yeah. Right. It's just, no, it's not seemingly rotting. It's just kind of sitting there bloating.
2: Yeah, I guess it must, I mean, given biology, it's it right. must, a rat was eating the inside. Even the rats <laughs> were like, that shit's too gross for me eating. <laughs> so something's not right with it.
0: Yeah. So uh, she has the corpse of her brother. She's keeping that in the chapel and talking and to him. that's the least
3: crazy thing that's going on.
0: Sure, it is. Uh, but it's okay. They're dealing with it in a very realistic and responsible way. Yes. Uh, uh, and then uh, also there is a doll that is a Ugh. sailor doll uh, that Cheryl thinks is maybe haunted by the brother of her, ju- uh, her brother, Julian Blossom, who she ate while she was in the womb. Yes. Which is an actual thing that can happen.
2: That definitely not happens the ha- all the time. Not the
0: haunted doll, the eating of the womb thing.
2: Yeah, no, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, but for my life, def- I ate two kids with two of my br- brothers. When yeah. I was <laughs> what are you born.
3: doing right now? Well,
2: I started, you know, I was in the womb and I was like, ooh, let me give it a little taste uh-huh, of uh-huh. Jason, my brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one, whose name I also stole, um, <laughs> I ate
0: him and then How uh, old were you? Like five or six? No, no, I was still in the womb. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I <laughs> ate my brother at five or six. <laughs> wow. Okay. wow, Alex. This that's is, that's uh, more so that's a of a bunch of dolls haunting me to this day. Yeah, that's fair. So uh we're that's what's goals. going on with Cheryl. Tony, her girlfriend, is being remarkably understanding about this.
3: But also wave.
2: she's over it. Yes. let me be honest. Tony's yes. like, okay. As, how as how we is talked, anyone
3: sleeping in that house? I know. That's they're what drives barely me insane. sleeping
0: because Nana Rose is crawling through the walls. That doesn't yeah. really play in this episode. Uh, they are also taking care of twin babies, Juniper and Dagwood. Uh, they had a nanny. Now they don't have a nanny. I don't know how they're ba- balancing all of this, to be honest with you. And
2: yeah. honestly, I don't think they are. I feel like a lot of time it's like, Juniper, you watch Dagwood. Dagwood, you watch <laughs> Juniper. And somebody keep your eye on Nana Rose because she's literally crawling on the ceiling.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's what's going on. Uh. There's a couple of other characters we'll get to when we get to them in the Blossom family. Uh, But that's Cheryl and Tony's storyline. Meanwhile, over in Archie's storyline, Archie is managing a community center for wayward youth in a boxing gym, El Royale. Uh, He's been having some mix-em-ups with a dude named Dodger. Dodger is a little bit of a shady dude. He's been working out of the video game arcade, which is the shadiest place in uh, the world. Fucked
2: up, man. It's
0: right next to Sketch Alley. It is right next to Sketch Alley, and he has been recruiting kids in town to do his dirty work for him. For pizza. Well, we get to that in a second. (laughs) Hold on. Let's let's talk about that little bit of craziness in a moment. Uh, So Dodger has been recruiting kids and using them to do his dirty work so he can stay clean, Uh, but still Archie has been going after him by becoming a masked vigilante. He has been trying to break up Dodger's operations and meanwhile bring kids into the fold for his community center. Uh, But however, this community center... Sketch Alley, surprisingly not getting a lot of money, not attracting a lot of people. So that's Archie. We'll put a little bit in that. Go over to his girlfriend, Veronica. Veronica has a lot of things going on, as usual, with her family. Her mother, Hermione Lodge, and her father, Hiram Lodge, were both on trial. Clearly, I got a little confused last episode because they both got out scot-free and they're (laughs) home now. Uh, Something that I missed a little bit with Hermione, I think. Yeah.
2: You know she made a deal with
0: the governor. Oh, that's right.
2: Yes, she Uh, did was it she pled guilty she pled guilty and then got um, exonerated by the yeah, right, uh, right, right. The, the governor okay. because they were they bribed they blackmailed them and then it was like yeah one last Honestly, don't blackmail me again and Veronica was like No problem.
0: Yes. So Hermione and Hiram got out. However, big twist in Hiram's storyline. Turns out that he has a secret daughter who is Veronica's half-sister. The daughter, Hermosa, has been living in Miami for the past decade and is very loyal to Hiram, helped him get out of jail himself, uh, and now she seems to be here to stay in Riverdale for a while with all the sibling rivalry that entails. Now, there's somebody else with a secret half-sibling, and that is Betty Cooper. Betty Cooper has a secret half-brother named Charles Smith. Charles Smith is an FBI agent. She has been working with him to do various FBI investigations, uh, but she also found out last episode that they share something else, and that's the serial killer gene. Uh, Again, kind of a real thing. Uh, yes. Sort of not a real thing, but this has led Betty to think that because he goes to eat, goes home, goes to work, which uh, is approximately what I do at any given day so. And
2: we've suspected to you of a, yeah. For a very long time
0: Listen The only serial killer genes I have Are these sweet Levi's Yeah Oh my god <laughs> So I feel like
2: you're secretly meeting Some sort of chick-like character In your life Concocting
0: I'm meeting two of them And we're recording a podcast
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh Ooh, sick burn. Uh, So Charles is... uh, She suspects Charles that is a serial killer. There's a little bit of continuity that we do loop back to this episode, uh, which is that when we first heard about Charles, it was through Chick. Chick originally was pretending to be Charles, turned out not to be Charles, but actually seemed to be romantically involved with Charles, and reportedly had killed Charles until Charles turned up later. Uh, So a lot of leftover things there. Uh, Meanwhile, while Chick was pretending to be Charles... He tricked Alice Cooper, his mom, into killing a shady dude who came into their house, bludgeoning him to death. And then along with F.P. Jones, who was not the sheriff at the point, now is the sheriff, they buried the body in the woods. So this is a secret they've all shared for a while. So that's what's going on there. Uh, Speaking of half siblings, Jughead has a half sibling as well, who is also Charles Smith. Yes, the same
2: person. The same person. He shares a half sibling with his girlfriend.
0: But I want to say that's not weird because they didn't know about it before.
2: Exactly. So just let it go. It's like I have two cousins that got married, but they're separately cousins. One on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. And there's nothing weird about that. Oh, well, that and true? I was the best man at the wedding, and I brought that up, even though the bride said, please don't bring that up. <laughs> and it's very funny. I Did that go
3: over <laughs> well or not
2: well? Well, when you have me as your best man, I'm going to make a speech. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, so, just, uh, yet, meanwhile, Let me know it, when
2: you <laughs> want me to do the duties of being your best man, because I've got a pre-written speech. It is going (laughs) to (laughs) crush.
0: So uh, that doesn't really come up necessarily in Jughead's storyline, except for a little mention. The main thing that he is dealing with is he is going to an elite prep school called Stonewall Prep. Lots of weird stuff going on there that we definitely delve into pretty hardcore this episode. Uh, He has been going with a bunch of preppies in a salon run by a dude named Mr. Chipping. Mr. Chipping... uh, (laughs) What? <laughs> Nothing.
2: It's just crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all crazy. I just reminded me how
3: crazy it I, is. I
0: can't believe that I said it was normal until the last five minutes. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. what do you... When it sounds like I'm describing a dream that I had last night, or oh, yeah. a nightmare, or several nightmares. Like,
3: if
2: you just said all this in Alex, we were like... That's n- none of that happened. What are you talking about, Alex? This
0: is all nonsense that doesn't connect to each other. Yeah,
2: we're just reviewing the first, ep- the pilot
0: of Riverdale, Alex. Oh what God. are you <laughs>
2: talking about?
0: Where did you get any of those ideas? Do you know what? I would believe you. <laughs> yeah. They should do that. They should be like, and now the
3: world premiere of Riverdale.
0: <laughs> Every episode,
2: and it's just like a regular, very boilerplate teen show. Yeah, of Archie being like, which one should I ask out this week?
0: <laughs> Except for there's just the garbage. Gargoyle King is in the background playing football. (laughs) Yeah, the diner is owned by the Gargoyle King chocolate shop. Yes. So uh, just to finish this up about Jughead, the big things that he's been trying to figure out, there is a series of novels called the Baxter Brothers novels. They're kind of like the Hardy Boys. He was obsessed with them as a kid, uh, and he got to meet one of the old dudes who helped found Stonewall Prep, was the original writer of the Baxter Brothers novel, or so we think, he seemed to Mr. know... Mr. DuPont. Mr. It, yes, Mr. DuPont. Uh, Mr. DuPont also knew Forsyth Pendleton Jones I, who was Jughead's grandfather, who very briefly went to Stonewall Prep and then disappeared. Jughead got a number of very strange clues from a series of Baxter Brothers novels that were gifted to him by his grandfather, including a secret message that was in there that essentially was like, don't trust anybody, don't give anybody anything, don't, just don't trust them. Uh, so Don't let them take every anything from you Don't understand? let the bastards take you, yeah. get you down yeah. There's a handmaid's that's tail
2: tie it. Tie-in. Don't let the sun catch you crying I think is
0: it. Yeah, one of those two things. Uh, So he's been very intrigued by all of that that's going on there. Also, there is a contest to be the next Baxter Brothers writer, and that's sort of where we pick up with this. I think that's everything that we can get into for now, because uh, that was, I'm going to say, conservatively 20 minutes of recap. And that's it for our podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.
2: Yeah, this is the recap, and then later we're going to talk about what happened in the actual episode.
0: (laughs) Let's get into it, because so much happened in this episode. Just
2: Yeah. So we start the episode with Archie on patrol and he's like straight up Batmaning his way through oh, uh, yeah. the crime in Sketch Alley.
0: I loved how this was filmed because you have Archie in his hood come in, approach a kid, handcuff him to a car, and then walk out of the car that like casually stroll in his football yeah. jacket. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, do. what happened to you, kid? Hey, kid, let me help you out. Yeah. Do we uh, wanna should we talk about these on four different tracks? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh let's
2: talk about Archie first. Uh because his um yeah, I think it's his he's had the, his at the maybe the least crazy things yeah. happening. Um and I love this opening sequence. He uh he does he stops the crime um, then comes by as Archie, and then takes the kid, brings him into his organization, and then the kid has a job. At Pops. At Pops, paper hatting his way.
0: Yeah, I love this, too. I almost wish they would have continued with this rather than anything else that went on. Not that I minded it, but like I talked about on the last podcast, there's already a ton of superhero shows on the CW. We don't need Riverdale to be one as well. Yeah. And I think ultimately they're not going to follow this up long term, but... I, I love this idea that he is rehabilitating kids. It was yeah. sweet. It was nice. It does honor his father, which is part of the reason that he's doing this community center to begin with. Um, and I want them to see them lean into that rather than the crime noir elements personally.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I do think, I think they're just doing that to keep the action quotient up on the sure. stuff because he does every season. He's like, I do this now. And it's like a wild action thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we follow that up, uh, Dodger trashes um, the El Royale. Uh, FP's like, hey, Red, I'm the cop, but what do you need me to do?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <and laughs> Continuing then, his run as the best sheriff of all time.
2: Exactly. Yeah. A sheriff you can
3: uh, call what's up. weird I is Archie didn't follow up on the clam bake idea. You know what I mean? Like, where's the clam bake? That's really good. Oh, that the
0: serpents, that FP suggested when the serpents wanted to make everybody feel okay, they have a clam bake.
3: Yeah. Didn't they yeah. do that last episode? Well, they didn't have a clam bake. They, they didn't have any clams people. there. You want yeah, to see more yeah. clams. I, I think a clam bake is a great idea, in the yeah. fact that.
2: Teens love baked clams. <laughs>
3: oh, man. like some <laughs> baked <But> clams. <laughs> if I know young kids <laughs> up against it who have
2: no options, they love a baked clam. I yeah. mean,
0: that comes in later. Uh, it turns out, as Pete mentioned, that Dodger is really attracting these kids to his organization by allowing them to play all the video games they want and free pizza. Yeah, yeah. I think if Archie was like, I got clam strips over here, yeah. they'd be like. Uh, clam strips,
2: maybe. I mean, a clam bake is truly... Stuffed clams? No, that's not... Have you ever been to a clam bake? No, I've never been to a clam bake. It's really just like clams on a grill, and then there's some melted butter that you dip them in. Or or you've you've got um,
3: a real clam bake, they steam them, and that's like... You know, you get a lemon, and you know, a little salt potatoes to go with. That's it. the same thing
2: I just said, but you added lemon.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you're you're just the, you know just the ones on the grill. You just
2: added lemon.
3: Well, uh, you know, you gotta steal them. I'm saying I, I will. are
0: better and big. Not blends. to give Pete too much credit here, he also mentioned salt potatoes. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Which again, teens love. Yeah,
2: teens, teens love. love a salt potato. I mean, let me just say that's a regional uh, delicacy from where we're from. Yeah. Other regions have like caviar. And we in upstate New York have potatoes with salt on
0: them. You know what? I went to Dennis's barbecue the other day, and their uh, vegetable side of the day was salt potatoes. And the guy mentioned them. I was like, "Hey, what's your special of the day?" And he's like, "Salt potatoes." But those aren't the best. And I got really embarrassed and I didn't want to get them. But they are the best. They salt potatoes are, are truly amazing. It's great. amazing
2: how good they are. Yeah.
0: He he peer pressured me out of getting the salt uh, potatoes. He was That's trying to soft. upsell you on classic some. Dodger move.
2: Yeah. That guy was a real Dodger. Yeah. He really took advantage of you. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, so, I'm doing some crimes for him now. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, FP, uh, to try to stop Dodger, raids the arcade. No evidence. Makes sense. Just found sure. a bunch of quarters. Uh, <laughs> and we there's a lot of Archie confronting. Uh, he wants to lure the kids to his place with arcade games. Yeah. Right.
0: He's left a trail of candy. That didn't work.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, By the way,
0: for anybody who did watch the episode, he didn't actually do that. That's a reasonable plot line to assume that Archie left a trail of candy to his community yeah. center.
2: I feel like it's something he workshops. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Probably. Let's leave a, uh, a trail a, of baked clams but to get Veronica the Veronica
3: helps him with the upping the food ante. Uh, Well, so just uh, they have a nice scene in the uh, community room at
0: Riverdale High. Uh, Jughead isn't there, but it's Archie and Betty and Veronica. They're chatting about what's going on. Archie is texting the entire time, which is super rude. Super rude. Very rude. Very rude. But he's like, hey, any of you guys got some arcade games lying around? Mm -hmm. Uh, And they end up... uh, Who figures out? Is it Betty? No, Veronica. Veronica gets the arcade games. From her uh, wholesale supply? I don't don't know. know. She works with... She <laughs> probably has like a, a warehouse underneath Lubandui, which is underneath yeah, Pops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she gets the video games, uh and then they get there and nobody is there. And they the kids, two ruffians come in, uh, and Archie's like, Yo, where are all the kids? We got these free video games and they're like, like, Well, Darcher has free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we that's said,
3: when Veronica's like, All right, you free Pops on us. We've finally confronted we've
2: finally created Archie's perfect supervillain, free pizza. Yeah. He can finally.
3: But uh, when you think about yeah. it, do you know? When actually, we were kids, yes. like, I would do a lot if someone said you could have all the tokens you want and free pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be there. You well, would be committing crime. And this is a
0: yeah. uh, historical fact. This is how they got Capone.
3: Yep. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, No further elaboration. Yeah, good.
2: (laughs) I'd love to hear your history uh, uh, lesson. Um, i give a
0: TED Talk. It's not a big
2: deal. um, A scene we missed is Hiram walks into the El Royale for a a pretty intense, I thought it was going to be a big confrontation. Uh,
3: Yeah, I thought he was going to be like, this is mine.
2: Yeah, and instead, Hiram's like, hey, uh, sorry about your dad. He was a great man. And then he offers a bunch of money. Archie turns him down. End of scene.
3: Well, it was smart because... Archie actually was smart in the scene and he goes I know what comes with that uh, what I what I
0: liked about the scene is I think you could see both positions right yeah. because you're right about Archie being correct mm-hmm. that everything comes strings attached eventually with Hiram but I do think that Hiram is being earnest about it at the same time
2: I do too in fact this episode I did felt-
3: not feel like he was being it
2: felt like they're positioning Hiram to be not the villain of the show a little bit here I mean he's in he's a jerk and the the seduction scene with Hermione was not cool Uh, (laughs) but this scene and some of the stuff we're seeing later it feels like there's a redemptive arc that they're maybe working on for Hyrule.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, redemption is probably too kind of a word for it, but it's yeah. certainly making him a town asshole rather than the dude that put the entire town under quarantine
3: yeah. for mm, some reason. Also tried to have Archie murdered a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, but you know, like that's second to the town being quarantined.
3: Oh, okay. Archie yeah. got out of it.
0: Yeah,
2: Archie's faced death yes. from multiple fronts. <clears throat> Are you going to blame the bear? Yeah. You're know, trying to kill him?
0: Yeah. I think we're going to get a redemption arc for the bear this season, oh, which I'm very excited about.
3: Yeah, um, if they won't let Chick die, you know they're bringing the bear back. Oh, oh Chicken the, Chick, 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 the Bear! Chick Chicken the Bear! <laughs> Chicken <and> the Bear! <laughs> 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 Driving around,
0: solving mysteries. Chicken the Bear!
3: That's oh, a good. They take over oh, the morning zoo crew. <laughs> show. I would watch
0: hey, that. Hey, Chicken the Bear! <laughs> 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 What's up, everybody? Just stabbed a bunch of hobo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. That's what bears like to eat um, yeah. uh, and chicks and chicks. Um, we get a party at the El Royale. Dodger shows up and Dodger. This is one of my favorite Archie moments in a long time. Dodger's like, oh, yeah, you're the man in the mask. And Archie goes, what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, <What? laughs> just some yeah.
3: stellar lying yeah. by Archie. Yeah.
2: Not a natural yeah. thing. Yeah. For so him, then you know.
3: Dodger's like, oh, we got what we need. Let's get out of here. Yeah, we figured out who the bad in the mask is. Also, what the fuck is Dodger holding? A bumper? Like, what was that? <laughs> it was like <laughs> a little I stick. It was, it a, was pipe. a metal it a pipe. rod that was weirdly bent in different areas. Like It was a curtain rod. Get There's a crowbar or something. Like uh, Don't that.
0: micromanage his villainy. <laughs> yeah. You didn't grow up on Sketch Alley. You don't know what it was like. Oh you grab God. whatever bar you can.
3: Yeah, I guess so. You, you got you have a chance
2: c- at
0: free pizza, you do anything.
2: You come to Sketch Alley, nothing straight. Everything's a little crooked. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, you just because I'm a little crooked? I'm, uh, I'm d- called Dodger, which is like the f- most fucked up name I could think of. <laughs> I, read, I read all of Oliver twist ones. Yeah. Got inspired. I'm not as artful as him, but I'm certainly a Dodger.
0: <laughs> I Anyways. Check yes. out, uh, uh, so yeah, Dodger goes away because he's got what he wanted. He figured out Archie's secret identity. Uh and Archie goes back to Hiram and has a conversation with Hiram. Which, well, first his house much. gets shot up, which oh, right. horrifying. First is, yes.
2: Um a lot of mention of the five seasons today on the on the episode as the yes. hotel chain in town. but
0: uh, then Archie yeah, he it gets shot up. Uh he saves his mom. They duck down. Uh, and then that's the escalation that brings him to actually bring in Hiram and say, listen, Hiram, I have this problem. You and I both know that there's other ways of
3: taking care of this sort yeah. of thing. And he gets up and leaves, which I thought was uh, the kind of what Archie did to him at the uh, you know boxing gym, where he was like, yeah, no, I'm out of here.
2: Yeah, but then, I, I mean, we don't know exactly what happened, but I think we're, Reggie and Archie at the very end of the episode find Dodger-like Dead and rapidly, then he suddenly yeah. he's not quite dead, but it looks like Hiram did try to help out and
1: he is basically
2: dead, right? no he groans oh he, yeah, groans? he groans yeah oh, okay missed the groan yeah. he groans and is like oh,
0: oh yeah. uh, Well well sounds like he dodgered a bullet yeah that's, wow.
2: <laughs> he definitely did
0: <laughs> yes well what do you think did Hiram very specifically says no
3: I'm all past that I'm not doing mm-hmm. that anymore he also says something like Archie I hope you're not insinuating that I would do any harm. To this Dodger fella. I was like, shut up. Yeah. I wish wow. Archie had said, you're never going to make your bones that way.
0: Hiram. Oh, Ooh, that would have been badass. Yeah.
2: But Archie's less, he's a little more simpler. He's less vindictive. He's in yeah. full hero mode this season.
0: Yeah, that is true. He, he is being the good guy, even if he's kind of encouraging Hiram to kill his rival. Yeah. Uh, do you think Hiram did it, though? Yeah. I do.
3: Okay, I me also too. think that. Yeah,
0: great. We're all in agreement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, real loaded question from cool. Alex. Uh,
0: let's move to the Tide Storyline, which is Veronica. Yes, uh, this is a pretty simple one to talk through.
2: Yeah, uh, Veronica. Is, well, the whole Lodge family's out of jail. They're chilling. Uh, we get Hermosa, who's in the mix. Everyone's a little bit tentative mm-hmm. about all hanging out.
3: Yeah,
2: um, it's time for the rum business to get popping, huh? The old huh? sit
3: down to like, hey, family, just a family announcement. Rum. Well, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong about this, but I think
0: Veronica and Cheryl are going to end up running the rum business together, which is is a fun combination. I'm excited about that. Wait, wait, what? Uh, Veronica and Cheryl are going to run the rum business together. How do you know that? What are you talking about? Uh, My job,
3: part of my day job is to understand (laughs) what's going on at Riverdale. You don't
0: believe?
3: Uh, I I just, did you, like, was was this in one of your interviews? Did you watch ahead? Like, how do you know? Yeah. I don't know. Why? I've
0: read and watched so much at this point. I don't know where it came from. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm lovely. not joking about it though. Is that what
3: you're asking? Yeah, yeah. No, this is not one of my, playing?
0: not one of my hilarious jeeps.
2: Are you, uh, <laughs> are you excited by them owning a run business? No, it
3: just seems like such a curveball. Well, I not like think. the haunted doll. Yeah. You're I like, hey, think- <laughs> I'll let her be haunted by a living dog. Well, all dolls but wait a are second. Creepy. A rum like,
0: business?
2: I, mean, uh, I think she's more of a vodka girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: I do think it makes sense, though, with another thing that happens in this episode over in Cheryl's storyline where she seems to be getting out of the maple syrup business. So probably she has a bunch of shipping containers and trucks and things that are lying around. The fraud will be like, Cheryl, you can help me out with this. Yeah. But it'll be fun to see them together. It'll also... Be fun to get Veronica away from this. My family is a yeah. bad crime family thing, which yeah. I was fine with this episode, and I think everybody's good in the episode. But it's the same it. mode that she's been in for, for seasons, for seasons. Well. Yeah,
2: and I agree. I think it's time to shake it up, and that's another reason why I think they're sort of repositioning Hiram a little bit. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, so we do get, there's some fun scenes here though. Like, uh, Veronica's training Hermione on being a hostess at the Bonne And yeah, then we get it. They're she's like, like,
3: whoa, she's having a hard time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a lot going on. Um, and then she's like, the
0: main information there though, is that table 11 is the bad table. Thing.
2: 11 yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's by the bathroom. It's under the AC. There's a rat that lives in the table.
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's the same bad. rat that escaped from Jason.
2: Yeah, it's a flat rat now. There's only only that one rat in all of Riverdale. (laughs) That's a little known fact. That's a fact that I found in my research. (laughs) So
3: chew on that. Cool. So then uh, Hiram walks in with his new daughter and... Brandon, And and they get stuck with a bad table. Dining
0: burn.
2: I worked in fine dining for many years, and I'll tell you what. That's a big burn.
3: Yes, it is a big burn. But uh, he doesn't know that, so it's not really a burn. I think he knows. He's going to find out because that table
0: sucks. Well, because he makes a move also, which is to fuck by it.
2: Uh, yes. So that was a scene I mentioned earlier <laughs> with this seduction scene where Hiram
3: just walks into his old house, it takes, and takes shirt, his shirt, shirt off, It right. T- takes that off early in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, now,
0: listen, kids. I know a lot of teens listen, uh, watch Riverdale, and they're wondering about, you know, what is sex life? What is it? What is it like between a man and a woman? All the man has to do is take his shirt off, and that seals the deal. Oh and
2: let me elaborate a little bit. And as long as that man has rippling abs, that's a cool. As move. long
0: as that bat is clearly made out of solid steel and looks yeah. like some sort of chair come to life.
2: If there's any chance of finding wing sauce on your bare belly, leave the shirt on. <laughs> leave the shirt on. A little tip from your friends at. Uh, uh, that is a crazy move yeah. that he does. Just being like, "Well, I'm home." This whole scene was, like, pretty gross, especially because Hermione, oh. it works. Like, yes. Hermione gives in uh, to his advances, and I was just like, well, want... What kind
0: of
3: choice does she have there? Well, well so she... I will
0: tell you that I did talk to her about this at New York Comic-Con, so this was an actual interview. Wow. Uh, and uh, she said that, like, it's basically, it's hate-fucking. That's what's going on yeah. there, is they have this attraction. She doesn't necessarily want to sleep with him, but it's hot, and she... He's very attractive. He's very attractive. They also, I think, have never slept together as a married couple on the show. Like, we've never seen that happen. Because they're always fighting. They're always fighting. They're always trying to kill each other. So this is the first time, really, over the course of the show that we've seen them be attracted to each other as a couple. And that points to how they got together originally, that they have this passion, they have this fire, and it is gross. They should not be together. They're very bad for each other. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you get together with people who are bad for you.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> I think, though, that uh, the weird part is Hermione is a character Though when she had the most sort of power and strength was season one. And ever since, she's been sort of methodically depowered, I feel like. Yeah. And in this this scene specifically, I was like, I at least wanted to have her, like, have something to say to him or, like, be or like...
0: slap him or, you know... Well, she did, she did slap. slap him. She did slap him, but is, uh, she and his rock art as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird it way is. to say that. I don't know. That that's that, yeah, that slap, was a weird way to say that. That was definitely,
0: that. like...
3: It, why was it weird? His chin was also rock hard. He
2: said it like we all uh, had talked about it before. Yeah. And I can tell you, we have not spoken about that. You, you made it. Say, does he, he has have, a chiseled chin. No, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't, but the way you said it was like, come on, boys. We all know he's got a, chisel, a little chisel-ass chin. Like he's got abs on his chin. <laughs>
0: it does. It looks like he has abs on his chin.
2: That's. I want to know the exercise to work on that. He <laughs>
0: looks like an action figure. He looks 100%. like he could pop off his head and change it with another head. He only gets more jacked. Yes. And I'll tell you what. He
2: like. He's getting older, but he's getting jacked. Or I
0: think. I think <laughs> he has a contest with KJ Appa going on. Like I think they have an ab contest. Oh,
2: that should be a plot line on the show. Absolutely. Ab off. Ab off. Yeah. ab, on, ab off.
0: Uh So they sleep together and they end up getting back together. Veronica is completely thrown by it because she sees her yeah. dad's bags in the apartment. Yes. She's pissed off. Hermosa. As she should be. Yes. Hermosa comes to Pops. So they have a bit of a face off there. And Hermosa reveals uh, oh, I should mention also that when Hiram comes in, he says, You're my favorite daughter.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. Classic. Yeah,
0: what classic foolish shit. Yeah. yeah. Hermosa comes into Pops and says, hey, our parents are renewing their vows. She tells the story of why she is so loyal to Hiram, which is that he didn't leave her. She wasn't some abandoned child. He actually was in love with her mother, raised her, Yeah, clearly at some point oh, left. she yeah. didn't say When raised? was he doing that? he yeah, just I said, know.
3: like, supported me. So get, she got money. That's She got she, money? Yeah. He no, I think he raised her. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had... A secret family. Right. That's what I think is going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh So he was, I was trying to work out the timeline, but it had to be both at the same time. Yeah, I just they, don't understand the age, why Veronica wouldn't be like, hello, he is playing you. You're being She played. does, though. She does. Yeah. She's like, we can't trust Hiram. Uh, and, but ultimately Hermosa is completely loyal to Hiram. They're getting married again. They're renewing their vows. Veronica comes back to the apartment, to the Pembroke.
2: And I, well, before you get there, there, she does say there's good in him. I've seen it. Yeah, and that dumb. to me is a line that will somehow play into the future of this storyline.
0: Yeah. Well, whether Hermosa is going to find out there is not good with it in him or yeah, if that's there actually mean. is, it I think it's going to go, gonna go in one
2: hair. direction. Either yeah. Veronica realizes there is good in him or uh, which I think is more likely Or Hermosa's like Actually, he is an asshole
0: I think it's going to end up with that because I hope in so, scene, Because all
3: we've seen is asshole
0: Well, she Veronica goes into <laughs> the Pembroke And sees Hermosa sitting there Behind Hiram's desk She's taken it over She's put a big painting of herself up Instead of the painting of Hiram No, Hiram put it up Hiram put it up Yeah, yeah. What, uh, a,
2: that, what a dick Like the same exact pose yeah.
0: And uh, told her Veronica's. That she is his favorite daughter And Veronica gets pissed off. But that, to me, points that either Hermosa knows how Hiram is playing Veronica or Hermosa is being played in the same way. She's being played.
2: I don't know. She might become... I think the storyline we're setting up is... Because for Veronica, it's always been, am I my father's daughter? And she is in some ways. We learned last year she can be just as manipulative as him. Um, But I think we're going to find out that Hermosa is her father's daughter. She has no good in her. She is full-on bad news, and the true inheritor of Hiram's, like, villainy.
0: Should we move over to Betty's storyline? Let's
2: talk Betty. All right. Oh, uh, so Betty, um, she uh, she's with Kevin a lot this episode. They're watching Charles, tracking Charles, yep. and then we get, she's like, who can I talk to?
0: Well, wait, before we get there, there's a great conversation with Kevin and Betty where Betty is laying it all out. She's like, all he does is go to his hotel, go to the gym, work, uh, and that's it. And Kevin's like, like, well, it kind of sounds like he's just a lonely gay guy. guy. And I thought that was great. Like, very funny, but also very true. And I certainly leaned in that direction the entire time. Like, Like we were talking about in the last podcast, I think they played that very nicely where it does feel like, Yeah, maybe that's all he is. Like, he's just a good guy in the FBI. Not Riverdale. Up until we eventually find out that he is one of the true heroes of the show at the end. But we'll get there.
2: So Betty's like, who do I go to? When I'm in a bind, I need to go find a hero. And that hero is, for some reason, in jail. Yeah um and that Very hero confusing. is chick.
0: It's confusing cuz like we don't put
2: Superman she likes in jail. to
3: uh, We don't put visit Batman in jail. In jail. That's her. She loves jail. Right. I think the so food is good.
0: Last season when we left <laughs> off chick was uh brainwashed into thinking he was Jason Blossom and dressing up like a gargoyle king and fought Jughead. Uh, in order to make Jughead look really good for Betty so that Betty would stay with him. Like a hero. Which is a very nice mood. And I guess he ended up in jail for that?
3: I fucking hate both of them. That's you. crazy.
2: I mean, sure, they locked up Gandhi for a while, too. <laughs>
3: oh, my oh, my you, oh, my to oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You did not. Hashtag free Chick.
2: Oh, my God. Hashtag free Chick. So Chick uh, describes a story Just of a, a jingle jangle bender that he uh, went on with Charles. Um, and why would he lie about this? Yeah, um, why would
0: Betty
3: believe him?
2: Well, because that story's already been established.
0: Right. We know from independent sources that Chick and Charles lived together. Charles disappeared. We know that there was bloody sheets that they had to clean up. Yeah. So the assumption was that Charles was killed up until Charles turned up, uh, but what Chick tells the story, the way the Chick tells the story this time is they brought in a drifter to party and killed the drifter. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and they then, were in a relationship. And right. then it's just like, oh, why would I lie, Betty? Because you're a psychopath, Chick. You just shouldn't trust. She doesn't, She doesn't, go, and she she doesn't, doesn't trust him. See, Yeah, but she pla- he plants the seed. Why don't you go ask him? And I'm going, oh, you, That's a is, good advice. That's yeah. not good advice, because now she... It puts it's exactly Charles is playing Betty. Yes, yes we know that now. Yeah, at the end so,
0: of the episode. She, yeah, but that was clear then. Nah, well, uh, it's not 100% clear, and she's following it up on it anyway. I would say her leap to Charles is a serial killer, to Kevin's point, is the much crazier leap in logic. No, it's not.
2: Yeah. You're in Riverdale. But also, there's no one that is dead.
0: Right. (laughs) The reason Charles is
2: not a serial killer is because
3: there aren't victims yet. Right. That you know of.
0: Uh, Yes. Yes. And she says it later on when she's talking to Charles is that she has been through this before. She has trouble trusting that anybody can be real. Sure. Uh, And so it turns out that this whole plan, just to jump to the end, is a way of getting Betty to trust him. Though their motives might be a
3: little suspect. Okay, can we... Well, no, we can just we long. can
2: race through it. Uh, Betty <laughs> says, "I want to give you a polygraph test." Charles is like, "Yeah, let's
3: do this." Yeah, I love
2: polygraph tests. I'm he, a
3: psychopath.
2: You can't tell when I'm lying or telling the truth. He comfortably admits to disposing of a body. Um, I think very that, casually. Uh, I think he. That's true. Yeah. I think that's what happened.
0: No, I don't think he's lying at any point on this polygraph test. I don't think he's Except manipulating. For the, the
3: what are you hiding from us?
0: No, I think he is admitting what he's hiding. She, see, she asks, which is a crazy question to ask a polygraph, just a general, like, are you hiding something? Mm. She sees that he's getting nervous. His heart rate is going up. Uh, and so he admits, he says, I'm in Narcotics Anonymous. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm going to the gym. At the gym, they have the Narcotics Anonymous meetings. That's where I go. I am a recovering drug addict. Yeah. And then he rips off yeah. the is- armband, I think what's going on there is that he is telling the truth across the board about all of this and about the narcotics. and nope. thing. He's just ripping it off before he admits more things.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That he yeah. is the Robin. Um, badly, he's and the Robin was... to Chick's Batman.
0: And stop it. And That's <laughs> crazy. What? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That is crazy. Chick... Uh, is the Robin, and Charles is the Batman in this
3: scenario. Oh, interesting. I think they're both Batman. Oh, it's just a bunch of Batman? Yeah,
2: like multiple Batman. That makes
3: a lot more sense. Uh, Anyways, it's upsetting that Betty like lets him get up and end the questioning there.
2: Well, but to, uh, he's been honest with her. I think it, it, it's fine. And plus, she has to go home because she has to walk in and uh, realize that Chick has called the FBI and revealed the, uh, about the murder in the house which a lot of people are like, Chick's bad for doing that, but Chick cares about justice. And so that's why <laughs> oh, he God. calls in asshole. the dead body. You're an yeah. asshole.
3: Um, so
0: uh, Alice and F.P. Uh, both flip out a little bit because they're both going to be implicated in this murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles and F.P. head off into the woods to try to figure out whether it's true or not. Uh, and ultimately, they end up... I guess, disposing of the body again. In another though, place. I think yeah. that's the
2: implication. I mean, this is when I knew that Charles was doing this to get back in on Eddie's good graces, yep. and um, I didn't know he was going to be in league with Chick, but that was a fun reveal. Dude, that,
3: that was very, no, that fun. Was very obvious. Mm, not no, to me. No,
2: no. I thought it was going to be that Chick, and I mean this uh, in a non-joking way, I thought Chick was just going to be like innocently like talking in jail. And Charles is the bad guy. The fact that they're together, I thought, was just a great, great move on the show's part.
0: I agree, too. So, ultimately, uh, Charles comes back in, has a tender hug with Alice. Betty is like, maybe you can stay for dinner instead of going out by yourself and being alone. Yeah. Uh, and it seemingly trusts him now. Oh, And then the reveal at the end, as so you mentioned, is Charles goes visiting Chick and is like, they bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. We're ready to go now.
3: I and love I, you.
0: I, I love you. Uh, and beyond, Wait, the fact were you guys just that saying did, that like... to each other? <laughs> no.
2: Because <laughs> it sounded like you said I love you, and you very quickly said I love you <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was uh-oh. saying
3: the the chicken Charles line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: what I was doing too. Yeah, you guys are both Yeah, like, yeah no, yeah. I was definitely saying the chicken Charles line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what are you what are you What are
2: you talking about
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a great move. I love making them uh, i 'm sure some people are going to have issues with making uh, two gay dudes, the villains, of the show,, yeah. um, which I get, and I understand that. but this is something that we even speculated about last season, if Edgar had turned out to be Charles that he was in league with Chick, so I'm glad they're making that
3: move and going forward. And like, we already
2: knew they were in a relationship yes. together, uh, so like I, I buy it. It's I'm crazy to me that
3: Chick worried is... worried about Kevin now.
2: Well, I was going to say, I, it's crazy to me that Chick is in a loving relationship before Kevin is. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's that's fucked up. Oh, yeah, that is pretty fucked oh, up. For Kevin. Even uh, though also, it killers. certainly
0: indicates to me that they're probably behind whatever's going on at the videotapes at this point, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's something. Yeah. Uh, yes. We know they know move. how to work a camera because Chick was a... Camboy,
0: oh, that's right. Yeah. So there you go. Good There's complaint. the evidence.
2: no one else knows how to work a video. Game. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Jughead. No, 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 let's do Cheryl first. We're escalating in insanity, and I yes. know you may be thinking Cheryl's storyline is the craziest. <laughs> I disagree. It's Jughead. <laughs> you think so? Uh, definitely. Oh, so okay. let's do Cheryl real quick.
0: Oh uh, Cheryl has
2: a nightmare that Julian needs a body. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all so crazy.
0: Yeah, we get to see her entire family, including. Uh, Penelope is holding the Julian doll and basically, like, get in the doll. We need you to get in the doll, which is insane. Uh, And then uh, also Trevor Steins is there. Yeah. As Jason Blossom still not saying anything. Very quiet. Uh, Clifford is also there. I assume it was Clifford. Yeah. And not Claudius. Uh, So the whole family is there. She has that nightmare, wakes up. Uh, Toadie is actually there. And then they hear
3: some skittering in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. But also they look, she looks over and the doll is just sitting there. Like the creepiest (laughs) fucking doll ever made.
2: The craziest thing, though, is that Cheryl is just like, Totally accepts that this doll is has an evil spirit in it. She does this salt circle thing. She's like, I'll just put a salt circle around it. Uh, Tony's like, just like rolling her eyes the whole time. And it's like they all believe that there's a murder
3: doll. Yes, this is. I mean, how would you not? After all the insane shit that no, going gone you know on the show. I, I'm powering through the storyline, personally, but this is a
0: step too far for me. Yeah. It definitely is. I am very eager to get past the storyline. I know that by episode eight or nine, they're actually going to treat what's going on with Cheryl realistically by having episode eight brings in a counselor that's going to talk to everybody. Episode nine, she's going to deal with Jason Blossom and her feelings about him dying once and for all. Very eager, very much looking forward to that.
3: Yeah. We got a long way to go before we we get to it. We do
0: have a long way to go, but this right now is just like, it's just too much. It's just like- Dolls
3: are scary. I don't know why you're trying to brush past this, man. Dolls are evil. I'm not brushing past this. And it's fucked up, and people have to deal with this.
2: People have to deal with dolls all the time. Kids every day are dealing with dolls. With haunted dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Haunted by fun.
0: No, exactly. All my G.I. Joes are haunted by fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
1: God.
0: Uh, So anyway, I won't spend too much time on it, because I think... The only way this storyline is working for me right now is Vanessa Morgan's cutaway reactions. Yeah. Where she's just like, okay, fine, (laughs) let's just keep
2: going. Um, So then who do you think, I don't think they're going to reveal that it actually is Julian's spirit. Who is doing all this fucked up stuff? Because the um, Dagwood chokes on a ping pong ball.
0: This is one of the most fucked up things that has happened in the history of Riverdale. Yeah, that was. Is they Cheryl push, to
3: the principal's office. Cheryl to the principal's office.
0: So they put the salt circle around Julia the doll so that Cheryl feels comfortable going to school because ghosts can't get out of salt circles, as we all know. I know that. Uh, she gets I called to the that. principal's office. And the principal is like, so listen, there was a problem with the babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Juniper swallowed a ping pong ball No, Dagwood did Dagwood, excuse me Dagwood swallowed a ping pong ball Don't worry, though. They did a tracheotomy. (laughs) 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 That is. (laughs) (laughs) Out of baby. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) What is happening right now? (laughs) A tracheotomy
2: is fucked up on a baby. (laughs) That's
0: fucking insane. (laughs) Yeah. How deeply lodged was that ping pong ball? And are they just like,
2: (laughs) we trached him. Now the ball's there for the rest of his life. He's just going to have a ping pong ball in his mouth. It's (laughs) fine.
0: It's no big deal. Your crazy (laughs) grandmother who's been staring to the fire and seeing babies who aren't there is with the other baby.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that,
0: and that, I'm all glad of that, to see
3: you finally freak out about something. That I, was
0: like, that was too I much. I
3: your dad. It was too much. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was too much. <laughs> Now,
0: and then also then they just moved on from there. They were yeah. like, we're going to spend some time with this baby that had a tracheotomy. Yeah. For the
3: also the like, hey, Cheryl, this isn't working. Somebody else has got to be in charge of these babies. Bring
0: back Darius, <laughs> the beefy uh, night nurse or yeah. whatever you're going to do. Jesus yeah. Christ, please. Jason's corpse isn't doing anything around here anymore. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let the corpse watch the babies they thought yep, about. So
3: Cheryl goes from the star circle doesn't work. I'm going to put it in this creepy bathtub and then put a brick on top. Yeah. Right, drown. That's the move. Uh, and th-
0: this is my other. Uh, like I, your I ju-
3: brother drowned. Why are you
0: drowning a doll? This is this is my other problem with this storyline. It's like I understand they're going for the gothic horror of it all. But what happens quickly is two characters we haven't seen in a while show up. Aunt Cricket and Uncle Bedford. And then another
3: who, person. There was three. in there. Was kid.
0: A, yeah. there was a, Their kid okay. shows up. Uh, but Ann Cricket and Uncle Bedford previously showed up at like the maple tapping thing. She also looks like a creepy
3: doll that's grown up.
0: They're all very creepy, and the whole Blossom family is creepy, and that's fine. And I get that, and that's fine. Yeah. But the fact that like they're doing clearly this gaslight thing... Where yeah. Aunt Cricket and Uncle Bedford are like, I knew you were crazy and you're a crazy person and your mental capacity is broken. That but makes me, th- that's them showing their hand. They're the ones manipulating
3: this doll. That's what I Absolutely. Think
0: 100%. But the thing that isn't working about this is that Cheryl implicitly believes that all of this is happening and seems to be fine with it. Yeah. Like, if, and she, if she was in the place where she was like, no, none of this is real. What is happening to me? Why is this real? I would get it. But that we started with the place that she already believes she is talking
3: to the corpse of her brother. Grown up in a creep house her whole life, she's going to believe in these things. But I think
2: that might be the point. Like, she's been through so much trauma in her life that she does believe this stuff. And I think that's where we're going to get with her. And I think they will treat it realistically, to your point, where she will then, like, recover.
0: Whatever is going to happen with her, Dagwood is still not going to have a working throat. Oh yeah, it's God.
2: true it's He's gonna be I mean, babies just Eat milk and ground <laughs> up vegetables Yeah, so it's fine Plus he doesn't have to Taste them yeah, anymore He'll just grow a
0: new throat Yeah He's young enough Grow a throat, kid Yeah, he's two or so
2: Uh Yes, um, and we the last thing we get is the uncle f- discovers the corpse. Tony knocks him out. The aunt comes back looking for him. Ball move like,
3: on Tony's part. Tony
0: kills him. How the fuck he's is not Tony dead. still... You don't think he's dead? Yeah. You think they killed him? Yeah, so you think at this point... <laughs> yeah. at this they point, can't
3: let him live. He knows In too the much. chapel,
0: so they're told not to go into the chapel. They want to sell the whole maple syrup business. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in the chapel is... Jason Blossom's corpse, Yep. Julian the Haunted Doll, Yep. and- uh, Uncle Cricket.
2: Uncle Cricket.
0: No, Uncle Bedford.
2: <laughs> Uncle Bedford. It's Aunt Cricket. Aunt Cricket. The, the my Cricket. The... <laughs> my mistake. I will confess to that being a very
0: stupid mistake in my book. Very and stupid. And Uncle Bedford, who has a massive head wound, but otherwise is okay.
2: I think they're all sitting down there, have <laughs> it covered in salt circles.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, oh, my God. Now, yeah. this I know is Uncle Bedford's
0: like, are you going to eat all that? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, doll,
3: you, you got salt? some potatoes? I can rub some salt <laughs> Hey, share some
2: of that corpse with me, rat. <laughs> yeah,
0: You guys want to do a clad bake or what do you mean? Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Now, that was, that's a crazy storyline.
3: <laughs> that is the but, craziest yeah, Let's
2: get down with Jughead. Yeah,
0: I want to hear why you think this is crazy
2: Yeah, I want to know why you think line. this is crazy. I think, cause I think the Cheryl storyline, we've seen a little bit of that. Cheryl's been acting wild. It felt like a, it tracks for Cheryl. I
3: Hurry up and defend yourself here. There's no way that The, the Jughead-, Jughead
2: shit yeah. is crazy. It doesn't make sense for Jughead. So Jughead's like, I can't write. I need my anchor, yep. Uh calls Betty. Betty. He calls and Betty.
3: Then, very adorable moment. He's like, kiss your girlfriend. Uh, yeah. All you need to do is kiss your girlfriend. I love this. So, Sweet. Yeah.
0: They're in. You brought this up a lot last season that you felt like they were in business mode the entire time. And yeah. that's where they're here, 100%. Jughead, 100% in business mode, calls uh Betty... Brings up the Baxter Brothers books and says, listen, I have compared all of them, which I took as him essentially avoiding writing. Like, he is putting off the writing. Yeah, Yeah. he's Googling himself. He is, 100%. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What what the fuck is that? That's not what I meant. Anyways. uh, Wait, hold on. So he compared all the Baxter Brothers books and... Discovered that the first Baxter Brothers book has a different writing style than the rest of the books. Right. We know that Mister DuPont... not will,
2: how not how you no that's not evidence. No, it's not evidence. It's that's like, true. There's it's got a the same t- writing styles. You the whole point of being a writer is you write in different tones and syntax. Like right. the fact right. that Jughead that's so off for him as a character and is like the rantings of a lunatic.
3: Yes, and Betty even says that. She's willing to go with him because yes, she Betty trusts him. Was, I was a little disappointed in Betty not being a little bit more supportive. She was judgment. being
2: condescending to him.
3: She, she was being condescending, but she was like, okay,
0: go with your mystery. I don't think yeah. there's an She's actual She's like, mystery. my mysteries are real, and you're worried about a chilling." Yeah, my book. mystery about my uh, half-brother being a serial killer based on the fact that he has the same genes as me, real mystery. Yeah. Your mystery where you're comparing a bunch of books and finding different tones of them, not a real mystery. I'm going to tell you why.
2: It's going to break them up.
0: But Fuck the you. moment where she's like, hey, you know what you should do instead? Kiss your girlfriend. And yeah. he just keeps going on his rant. And she's like, you know what you should do instead? Yeah. Kiss your girlfriend. And I'm then they kiss. Oh, so sweet. So, so
1: beautiful.
2: You, when you got asked twice. Trouble
0: in Paradise. That's, oh, that's oh. twice. That's Trouble in Paradise. That's how the old saying goes. That's how the old saying goes. Yes, but it's not. Uh, it was very cute, very sweet moment. I really like that. A be lot. together forever. Uh, <laughs> Jughead
2: continues tracking his grandfather. I don't he, know.
0: I kind of saw Jughead side eyeing that hamburger in the corner. It, oh. Yeah, dude,
2: he's definitely into that. He's googling himself. Um, he, <laughs> uh, his next big clue is that there's a writer in the old Blue and Gold that g- goes by the name Frosty Pajamas, <laughs> and he's <laughs> like. Frosty sounds like Forsyth and pajamas, PJs, Pendleton Jones. I was like, "What the fuck is
3: this?" (laughs) Frosty pajamas. That makes sense.
2: Frosty pajamas. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm weird, but this is jughead. So, what would your
3: what would your writing name be? Frosty pajamas. No, No. what's your middle name? William.
0: William. So W L. Yeah. So it would be like uh, Peterloo, (laughs) waterlogged. Yeah. Uh,
2: Waterloo. Waterloo, Waterloo. Peterloo, Peterloo nice. Waterloo.
0: That would be your pen name.
2: Um, it would be uh, TP. <laughs> right? TP? TP. TP? For your bungle? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> current yeah. reference. Uh, great. great Super current. So yep. then Jughead goes and talks to Mr. DuPont and legit. So Jughead's in a contest to try to become the next writer of the and Baxter Brothers. And he just
3: straight up accuses. He
2: fucking torpedoes <laughs> Mr. DuPont. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goes yeah. right at him. Mr. DuPont's like, yo, dude. Yeah. Hey, kid. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um DuPont is not happy. Really gonna have an uphill right, battle winning he, this. He
0: accuses him, he says, You this was the logical leap that he makes. Like I actually followed what he was talking about. He is being very ranty, very jughead, uh definitely investigating a mystery to avoid actually writing his assignment. But he's not being a good investigator. He's not being a good investigator, yeah. but the biggest leap that he makes is Oh, this was definitely written by my grandfather. Yeah, yeah. based on this very uh, casual evidence that I put together by
3: Frosty Pajamas.
0: By Frosty Pajamas, except for the fact that he's probably right at the same time.
2: I mean, know? I agree he is probably right. Yes, but he is right. I did. That's why this storyline was so. I was like so off for me because it was so. Uh, right. So
0: he accuses DuPont. He Says you didn't write the first book. And I think what's clearly going on here. As DuPont points to, uh, DuPont's do, if you will, yep. uh, is that the Baxter Brothers books and his fortune built Stonewall Prep. Yeah. Yeah. So if it comes out that Forsyth Pendleton Jones I wrote the first Baxter Brothers novel, they lose the rights and the money to all of that. And that's what he wants to prevent,
3: yeah. I yes. think. Yeah. Um,
0: so he goes up to Mr. Chipping, and I felt pretty good about being 50-50 on the people this season. I was maybe wrong about Charles Smith. Maybe he's a little bit of a villain. Okay. Uh, but Mr. Chipping, you said he's super evil. Yeah. Not actually very evil. Actually kind of a nice guy. And Jughead goes up to him and says, hey, listen, you are my teacher. This is plagiarism going on. I know it could jeopardize your position. I know it could jeopardize Stonewall Prep, but you got to tell the truth. You believe in the truth. And Mr. Chipping feels very conflicted about it, goes into the, goes into the class. And you know sneak up on this. Yeah. I want you to really slow walk Talks us into this. Talks to Salon. Uh, starts to give a lesson about a writer who teaches uh, writes about truth and starts to go, mm, oh, oh, I'm really sorry, everybody. And then jumps out the window.
2: Dives through a, a stained glass window yeah. to his death. To his death. He's dead.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I assume. I don't know. People have fallen out windows on these shows before. Yeah, it's true.
2: He could be just horribly injured. But, I mean, the point is... Yeah, wait, what's his
0: name? Uh, Ben? Was it Ben? Ben Button? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ben Button jumped out a window. He died. He did die. Yes. so I assume Mr. Chipping is also dead. He Uh, also went head first. And and I think... I think I could be wrong, but I heard a squish.
3: Oh, interesting. The the kids did not
0: react.
2: Yeah, no, the other they,
3: kids did not. Not at all. Jughead they acted did. like
2: it was normal. Like, Chipping was like, hey, I'm going to
3: jump out this window.
2: They're come like, these. oh, it must
3: be Tuesday. He's going out the window again. Chipping you know. out the
2: window. Yes. Uh, Chipping's out. Mr. DuPont takes over the class. Jughead, not in a good spot. No, no
0: really no. not. And but, all the other uh, people in the salon are doing a classic, like, I heard we're going to be taught by this famous writer. Yeah. yeah. Because get. I heard we're going to get E's for the semester. Now, I bet it's
2: a character that was introduced recently. <laughs> <laughs> yep, probably that.
3: Now, this though, because Jughead can't write and needs a murder mystery, this is all very. I like how the fact that we're moving things towards the fact that Jughead is going missing, where he's committing the perfect murder on himself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the theory we were working with.
3: Last yeah, I don't,
0: time. I don't know anymore. I think it's now. I would lean much more towards him trying to get away from Dupont, who is. Potentially doing some sort of mind control or something like that. On Mr. Chipping. Well, the way that Sam Witwer played that scene... is like he was breaking programming. Exactly. Um, So potentially there's something like that going on, and that would be very classic Riverdale, that it feels like, oh, it's just a money scheme. Nope, there's actually mind control going on. Hypnosis
2: would be something. We did
0: say at the beginning of the season that maybe there's Snake Men. Under uh, Stonewall Prep. Yeah. And Snake's classic hypnotizers. That's true.
2: Yes. Um, I had a question, though. Um, What's up with Penelope Um, Blossom? Blossom. Yes. I feel she was referenced in this episode, and she is a missing piece that we don't know anything about.
0: I don't know that she's going to be the big villain, but I do think, like Chick, she's going to come back at some point this season.
2: Right, yeah, because uh, especially if a lot of Cheryl's storyline is about um, her losing control of the maple syrup business and very much the Blossom family fortune.
0: Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. Before we wrap up here, who was the MVP of the episode? Pete, I'll go to you first. I'm really curious to hear
3: you say who you thought the MVP was. Uh, it was clearly Betty. Any particular reason? Uh, just, I think... Because I
2: think she was sort of rude to Jughead.
3: Yeah, but she yeah. did point out that you need to kiss your girlfriend. and uh, You also didn't like the fact that she went and talked to Chick. Yeah, I also didn't like that. Mm, I also sounds
0: like you didn't like Betty this episode.
3: No, I mean, Betty still, even if she has an off day, is still the greatest character, and she's the best all off, day. Off day every, every day. day.
2: Okay. off day every day. Off day every gotcha. day. Off
3: day every day. Gotcha.
2: Justin,
0: what about you, MVP for this episode? I mean,
2: it's really hard when you have... Your hero coming back <laughs> from so far away, uh, Chick. It was great to see him.
0: Yeah, uh, no, it was.
2: not It was. It was great. Yeah, nope. he he adds a little extra flavor. Oh my god, you know stop. what I'm talking about to the to stop. this show. Just
3: fucking stop.
2: Okay, um, I don't know. The way the characters are so split up, it's uh, it's much. Hard. It feels like stuff is happening to them as opposed to them really driving stuff yeah. forward. Um, But uh, I got to give it up for Veronica in this episode.
3: Oh, interesting. Interesting Folding choice. Holding her ground, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she, I loved
2: her scene where she confronted her mom. and was like, no, I want to hear it from her. I thought yeah, that was just that a was great all, power move. And uh, Veronica seems to be just running shit. I hope that she gets out of her shell a little bit going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, weirdly, even though I didn't love the storyline, I got to give it to Archie this episode. Uh, you know, you choose Archie a lot. Do I really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like KJ Apple. I like what he's doing this season. I like yeah, we he, know.
2: He's got I a like real a- hard chin. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Ha, 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 ha. Ah. The if highest you like, compliment uh,
2: Alex can give.
0: If you'd like to support our show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about
3: Riverdale. Pete, what do you want to plug? Run us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow
2: us on Twitter at comic book live and at Riverdale dark.
0: Also on Instagram at Riverdale after and Riverdale after dark on Facebook. Those are all places you can check out. You can subscribe and listen to the podcast and comment on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you at the GladBake.
2: I love you, is what Chick said. Oh, right. Yeah.